Welcome to the Wish Well Podcast, a women's integrative summit on health and wellness. A podcast hosted by Dr. Michelle Dang, a board-certified anesthesiologist and pain management physician with additional fellowship training in integrative medicine. This podcast will feature weekly episodes with women from all walks of life discussing their health and wellness journeys. Hi everyone, it's Dr. Michelle Dang. Welcome to the Wish Well podcast. For those of you who are new to this podcast, I feature women who come on and share their personal health and wellness journeys. And I'm really excited to have you listening to this podcast. For those of you who have been listening for a while, welcome back. I'm so excited that you are tuning in to this week's episode. And before we get into this week's episode, I do just want to show my appreciation again for you for tuning in. And I hope that you all are doing your best to stay active, as active as you can be. And I hope you all are staying safe and healthy. I live in Houston and it is summertime. It's very hot and very humid. We have two dogs and two cats and we try to walk our dogs as often as we can. But with it being summer in Houston, it gets pretty hot. So very challenging for us to maintain our physical activity when we love being outside. So for those of you who don't live in Houston and it's nicer weather, I am a little bit envious of you. Without further ado, I do want to get into this week's episode. So this episode is with Dr. Michelle Quirk and it is entitled Possibility. First of all, she has the best name, right? Um, But to tell you a little bit about Dr. Quirk, in the midst of a lively career in medicine, Dr. Quirk discovered that running could change her life. And in 2012, she quickly fell in love. She embraced the sport by becoming a certified run coach with the Roadrunners Club of America, a local girls on the run coach, a Disney World loving marathoner, and a triathlete. She developed mindful marathon to help others see what she's learned that running can fundamentally improve our lives she puts her focus on helping busy professionals discover how they too can embrace running and prioritize their well-being she develops customized training plans for every type of runner new old somewhere in between and helps to fit those training plans into busy lives with her help michelle's athletes find their edge and achieve their goals if you are interested in connecting with Dr. Quirk, her website is www.mindful-marathon.com. She is on Facebook at Mindful Marathon and on Instagram at mindful.marathon. I hope you enjoy this episode. As some of you who have been listening for a while um, know about me, I'm not the biggest runner. I don't particularly enjoy it, but I do enjoy the feeling after I'm able to complete a race. So I hope that you enjoy this episode. And as always, if you are listening, I would deeply appreciate if you head on over to Apple's iTunes podcast, leave the podcast a rating and review. It helps to boost up the podcast. So I'd love to share this podcast with others who may not know of this podcast. So would really appreciate that. And you can always find me on Instagram, 
our podcast Instagram is wishwell.health or my personal Instagram, which is Michelle Ding MD. I'm always active there. And again, I appreciate you all for tuning in every week and I will be posting more solo cast episodes. So I look forward to chatting with you all soon. Take care. Hi, everyone. It's Dr. Michelle Dang with the Wishwell Podcast. I'm here today with Dr. Michelle Quirk. Michelle is a great name. <laughs> and um, I'm so excited to have her here. Um, I know she's got a great story to tell. So welcome, Dr. Quirk. Oh, thank you for having me, Michelle. Awesome. All right. So tell me a little bit about yourself and what health and wellness means to you. Oh, sure. So um, I am a pediatrician in the suburbs of Philadelphia. And I am a runner um, and a run coach. And I was not always a runner. That's part of the, the story to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I picked um, possibility as the word for what health and wellness means to me. And I thought about this while I was running, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I picked the word possibility because I think for me, I... I didn't realize all that was possible, especially when I started my fitness journey and my running journey a long time ago. And I really couldn't have imagined, you know, where it, where it would bring me. And so I think for a lot of people, it can be hard to get started with, mm-hmm. with wellness and fitness. And so I'm part of a success story and maybe to illustrate what is possible. So awesome. hopefully we could talk about that. <laughs> Tell me, um, so you mentioned that you weren't always into running. Um, so how did you get, just get started? So did you grow up with fitness as a part of your life and you picked up running later or, um, walk us through it, what your journey was? Yeah. So I actually, um, I was a dancer when I was younger. So I did, you know, ballet, tap, jazz, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I never would have considered myself an athlete in any way. Like I was very active and you know, danced all through school and college and all of that. But I was the kid in grade school who was like huffing and puffing to get done with a mile run. And (laughs) I never really, I could never do it. It was so hard. I, I just, um, yeah, I I don't think any, um, you know, high school track coach or cross country coach was going to try to recruit me for the team. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. And um, I ended up becoming a little bit more active in fitness, like in medical school and residency, just as an outlet. Um, I really enjoyed group fitness classes and taking Zumba. And I was actually a Zumba instructor for a short period of time. So So that was was really fun. (laughs) I was looking into doing Zumba instructor class um, way back when I first started my fitness journey. So that's interesting that 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 was kind of like your your segue. Go ahead. Yeah, I think I think it was maybe a natural transition, like from from, um, you know, choreography and dancing Mm -hmm. and, and then being able to teach. So I did that for a while. And that's actually how I started running. Like this story is a little crazy. I mean, I would run on and off through med school and residency, but never with any consistency. Mm-hmm. And um, it was uh, 2012 was really when everything started. And I had just finished my residency, moved to you know a new place with my husband. We both had started new jobs and it was a, a pretty difficult 
time. Um, my dad was diagnosed with cancer that year. And so we had sort of a rough, a rough time in the family. And I was teaching Zumba. And before my classes, I would go run around the block at the Y, like just as a warm up before my class. Mm-hmm. And I found that it would help to clear my head a little bit, um, like to put myself just in the right frame of mind before the class and kind of clear out everything else. I mean, at the time I was studying for peds boards as well. So it was like so much going on. And I just remember running for five or 10 minutes before the class and having such a, a good clear feeling before I got in there. Mm-hmm. And it sort of just took off from there. Um, we ran our first like official 5k that summer. <laughs> and then from then on, it just stuck. And so it really was maybe not, um, I mean, most people probably don't start that way. It was sort of a, a strange way to start, but that's, that's what stuck for me. <laughs> awesome. So uh, you ran your first 5K in 2012. So that was eight years ago or about eight years ago. So what was your journey mm-hmm. from your first 5K? Did you get like that high after getting that first medal and achieving that accomplishment or um, what happened from there? Yeah, I think um, I loved the the race atmosphere, and I loved being able to share it, you know, with my husband and with my community that we were living in, and we sort of, we kind of worked our way up to different distances, like we would just every once in a while, like, okay, let's sign up for, you know, another 5k or a 10k, and it was just um, not with any real, like, training per se, like, we would just kind of run during the week, and um, every once in a while sign up for a race so that we could increase our training a little bit. And I kind of, I worked my way up. I had wanted to um, try a half marathon, but I didn't actually run one until 2016. So it took some time to really <laughs> work up the courage to train for it. Um, and so, yeah, I ran my first half marathon in 2016 and that really opened the door to the longer distances for me and I really enjoyed running. I always say I like to run long and slow. (laughs) Um, And so from then on, I really tackled a lot more of the longer distances and I've run a couple of marathons and um, really, I just couldn't have imagined that, that I would go from that first 5k. I mean, even if you told me that day, that I would end up running a marathon, I would have told you you were crazy. <laughs> right. I've been there. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think that the race atmosphere was um, definitely really a little bit like addictive at first, you know, I don't want to say I got a runner's high from that first 5k, but just um, being in the atmosphere and um, all of that positive energy, I think everybody feeds off of that. Mm-hmm. So um, from that first 5K to your first half marathon and then your first marathon, how did you go about doing that? Because I know personally as well, um, just running is more of a mental thing for me at least. And and I'm sure it is the same way for a lot of people. Um, Did you have a running group? Did you run with friends or you mentioned your husband? How did you go about getting the motivation and getting through all the training? Um, I think for me, I, I mostly run by myself, actually. Um, mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I don't mind running by myself. Um, my husband is a lot faster than I am, so <laughs> we mm-hmm. have tried to run together, but usually what that means for us is that we leave from the same place and then cover a different amount of distance and then end up at the same place an hour later. <laughs> yeah. But um, so 
I have to say, I have to credit my, my own coach with the marathon training because I don't think without him, I, I really thought I could do it. Um, mm-hmm. I started working with my own coach in 2017, so like three years ago. Mm-hmm. And I learned, I kind of became a student of the sport because of working with him and um, sort of, you know, I asked so many questions the, the first year I worked with him. I just became so interested in the physiology of the training plan and why I was doing what run I was doing and what that was doing for my body and how to prepare for the marathon. And mm-hmm. so I think it, there definitely was a lot of doubt that I had being able to go from the half marathon distance to the marathon. And I know that I probably asked him way too many times, like, are you really sure you think I can do this? Like, I really wasn't sure if I could. Mm-hmm. And I have to credit him with that, um, with helping me to get there and, and realizing that it was possible for me. And so I really have to credit him also with why I wanted to become a running coach in the first place. So mm-hmm. after I started, you know, becoming a student of the sport and reading lots of books and kind of um, helping others just, um, you know, as a, as a hobby, <laughs> mm-hmm. writing training plans for friends and family and things like that, that's how I ended up getting into coaching. So um, you said you did your first half marathon in 2016. Um, When did Mm -hmm. you do your first full marathon? Um, That was January of 2018. So like two years later. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I did my first full marathon in January of last year and I chickened out the year before I had signed up um, and Mm -hmm. I'm I'm very slow runner. I mean, I do walk run intervals. And so I chickened out the first time. And then I said, okay, last year, I just said I had to just commit and do it. And so I know Mm -hmm. how hard, how much of, um, how much you have to put into actually training for a full marathon, because you can't just kind of, you know, wishy-washy your training program. Um, and so in the process, and I, I joined a running group um, to help me through and to come up with a plan, but I never really realized that there were actual coaches out there for running, and I never really understood what it was for. So for people who um, may not really know that much, what, what does the coach actually do to help you with your training? Oh, sure. Yeah, um... I would say the the biggest thing for me was really having a customized training plan for my schedule. So most people, um, and this is what I did and maybe what you did too for your first um, longer races, use like a training plan online um, mm-hmm. that is kind of a cookie cutter plan for everybody, which is fine and will definitely, you know, get you across the finish line. But um, for us, especially working shift work, I always had trouble trying to mold my schedule with the run training and, (laughs) you know, uh, trying to fit in my running. It just felt like I was really trying to schedule my life around it rather than the other way around. And Mm -hmm. so my coach was able to work with me from where I was in my current fitness, um, Mm -hmm. you know, keeping in mind all the goals that I had and, you know, with the first marathon, the goal is really just to finish. I didn't have any sort of time goal in mind, but, you know, with the half marathons, I did have some time goals. And so we kind of work from a place of where your current fitness is and figure out the paces that are appropriate for, for each individual runner. 
So this way you're working from a plan that isn't one size fits all and it's more customized to each athlete. And then you can also work with someone's schedule, depending on how much time they have a week, how much time they want to give um, toward their training. Um, mm-hmm. So you can kind of tailor it to each person. So he helped me to realize that and then also work on a lot of mental fitness, especially for the, the longer distances. Mm-hmm. So there are, you know, <laughs> yes, <laughs> they're specific um, you know, training programs. I went through the Roadrunners Club of America. Mm-hmm. They're a pretty popular um, group that trains coaches so that everybody is at least coming through some kind of a similar curriculum. And, um, and so, yeah, uh, I think a lot of people don't realize that coaches can help them even if they're beginners. I think mm-hmm. even when I started out and I reached out to my coach, I was thinking, you know, um, he's a very uh, established and a, a very gifted runner. And I thought, you know, why would he want to help me? I'm very slow. <laughs> and yeah. I haven't, you know, I haven't accomplished all of these things that he has. But I realized that that was a bit ridiculous and that he really, you know, he wants to help everybody achieve their goals. And that's the same for me. Like you can work with everyone from the point where they're at and figure yeah. out you know, what their goals are and what their current fitness is. And, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're slow or if you're using run walk intervals or if you're walking. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's the hardest thing, especially for people who are, I wouldn't say really new to running, but who don't run as often is to get out of that negative talk. And I know I'm guilty of it as well, because I know Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm pretty slow. And so I used to say for the longest time, even though I've done, I don't know, seven or eight half marathons and a full marathon, I always say, well, I'm not really a runner. I'm, I'm more of a yogi. I'm more of a, you know, other type of fitness. So I'm not really a runner. And so I've had runner friends who just tell me, you need to stop saying that because you are a runner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yep. it's just hard yep. because, you know, you see people who are out there running, you know, six minute miles, seven minute miles. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm never going to be that type of runner, but at the end of the day, I'm still a runner. So I think, it, um, especially for running um, as a sport, I think that they're, there, a lot of people have, um, you know, a lot of negative self-talk when it comes to running for whatever reason. Yeah, I think that's right. And I had all of those same thoughts too. I never thought I was a runner either. And I would, you know, be at the start line of these races and look around and think, you know, I just, I don't belong here. What am I doing here? (laughs) Um, and I had all of those thoughts too. And it's true. I mean, my mom is, um, my mom is a brisk walker, like really mm-hmm. fast. Her her walk pace is probably my easy run pace. And mm-hmm. she would tell you that she's not a runner, but she finishes like in the top, you know, of her age group because she's over 70. I mean, she's uh-huh. very fast for her age, <laughs> but she has all these medals and she'll tell you, oh, I'm not a runner. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Something about running. Um, but so tell, tell us a little bit about how you decided even to become an RCA certified coach. Um, was it just something that you had once you started getting into more of the running and doing more races that you thought that, you know, you could, you could bring some of this to other people? Um, a little bit. This is kind of a funny story. I, <laughs> I was, this was probably the second half of 2018. Um, right after the marathon, I found myself in a place of some serious burnout with my clinical job. Mm -hmm. 
And I had been writing some training plans for friends and family and just, um, you know, really dabbling in it a little bit. Mm -hmm. And um, I was having, I had a coffee date with a friend of mine who is, um, she's a neonatologist at the hospital where I work and also a life coach as her side business. And so we had coffee as kind of just a, you know, I wanted to talk to her about feeling burned out and kind of other directions I could, I could take things. And after about an hour of talking, she, she said, you know, I, I know that you, you feel burned out and we've talked about that, but do you realize for the last 45 minutes, you've been telling me about your running and your training and your coach and all these books you're reading and you're coaching girls on the run and you wrote a training plan for your mom and your husband and your mother-in-law. And have you thought about, you know, being a coach? And honestly, I, I really, I sat back and I thought like, no, I really, I really hadn't up until that point. It was just sort of a hobby, I guess, mm-hmm. um, a passion and a hobby. And so really after that, I, I went home and I researched it and I thought like, this is, this is perfect. I, I want to help people like me, especially people who have trouble getting started Mm-hmm. And the RRCA is really for amateur, you know, for amateur runners. Um, it's not like the U.S. track and field um, coaching certification. So uh, it seemed like my my ideas kind of melded with that. And that's how I ended up taking the course to become a coach. <laughs> that's amazing. And how long did it take um, once you decided that you were going, going to do this? Um, how long did it take for you to become a certified coach? Um, they offer the course um, throughout the year. I'm actually not sure what they're doing now in the midst of the pandemic, but mm-hmm. they offer, it's a two-day course um, that you take in different, you can sign up for different cities. So mm-hmm. it took me a while to find an open one. I actually took it in New York. Um, so I took it in June of last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so um, what's... So once you finished um, the certification, um, how did the idea of starting a website and actually getting out there and getting, um, you know, maybe non, non-friends and family people, um, how did, can you walk us through that? Oh, sure. Yeah, I actually started the, um, the business and the website. I started building it before I took the course. Mm-hmm. So I had decided I was going to do this and then um, try to yeah, turn a passion project into a side gig. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so I built the, the website and kind of was working on the business side of things um, before I even took the coaching course. And I was still, I guess you could say I was beta testing uh, because I was writing training plans for friends and family still mm-hmm. during that time just to see what was working and what wasn't working and try to hone in on what kind of, you know, package I was going to offer and how I was going to to carry that all out. So once I finished the course um, and took the test and everything, I I finally, you know, published the website and went live. <laughs> that took a, a little bit of courage to do. So yeah, yeah. so the business is pretty new, um, mm-hmm. but it's been an exciting year so far. <laughs> That's so great. And it's so interesting because you mentioned when you, even before you thought about doing this, um, you were feeling a little burnt out from 
you know, your traditional clinical practice. And um, I know for myself and for many other women or, or people who are in medicine that we are all kind of collectively feeling a little bit burnt out. And so many of us look to other things um, and for yourself uh, with the running and the coaching um, just to help balance. And so do you feel like right now, where you, where's your mindset in terms of your clinical practice? Are you feeling a little less burnt out? Are you reducing some clinical time or what is that like now? Yeah, I would, I would have to say that delving into this other side and really focusing on, on my passion really Mm -hmm. helped to, to help the feeling of burnout. And, um, I, I'm in a good place. I'm in a good place now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And even, even when all of this started and I had made the decision to do all of this, that really, that really made a change. I felt like I was showing up better than before in my clinical job. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I hadn't even, it was, it was just a decision in my mind that I was Mm -hmm. going to do this. That's really Mm -hmm. what changed everything. And I think, you know, a lot of us went into medicine to help people. And I think it sounds kind of funny, but (laughs) I, I didn't realize that, you know, maybe I could help people in a different way than just in my clinical job. I mean, that's what essentially what this is, but it just, it maybe didn't occur to me that that Mm -hmm. was really, you know, it it meets exactly the reason why I went into medicine in the first place. And it just, I I feel like I'm coming full circle, but it's taken a while to realize it and to get Mm -hmm. here. Yeah, and I totally empathize. Um, I mean, I think that you and I have some similarities. You know, I teach fitness on the weekends, and with this pandemic, I've been doing some live stream classes on the weekends, and I really enjoy it. And I enjoy teaching fitness, I enjoy helping people in other ways and mm-hmm. not just with traditional medicine. So, definitely can feel you on that. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, are you still teaching Zumba? I am not. <laughs> I am not. Too, but um, but I still I have some friends um, who during the pandemic, they my my former um, colleagues at the Y where I used to teach, they're doing online Zumba mm-hmm. classes. And I've caught some of those on Facebook. And so, yes, yes. Are you, it's still you, really so, fun. <laughs> um, I haven't done Zumba, honestly, in probably 10 years, but it was so fun. I mean, at one point I did consider, I even looked up, um, you know, the classes or certifications to become a Zumba instructor. And then think I moved away from my fellowship for a year and so that kind of fell off the wayside and I got into yoga and other things but it's super fun um so with running are you doing any other forms of fitness like you know to cross train yeah um so this is actually a little bit new but my husband and I got a peloton bike oh my gosh I'm so jealous (laughs) two months ago I know Uh now we had okay we had been in the market for some kind of either we were either going to get a spin bike or a treadmill at home Mm -hmm. because I both of us pretty much run in any kind of weather except for Mm -hmm. ice and thunderstorms I would say (laughs) so I don't I don't shy away from running in the rain so I thought we were going to get a treadmill but then um, I thought maybe the the bike would be you know it'd be different it would be good for cross training and Mm -hmm. cycling is about the best uh 
you know, activity you can do to build your aerobic capacity that, Mm -hmm. that compares to running. And so, yeah, so we got this bike like two months ago and both of us love it. Um, (laughs) It's really great. I actually, I have like two training plans going right now. I've got like my run training plan and then this um, power zone challenge that I'm doing. So it keeps me on a little bit of like a cycling training plan too. So and I've been doing some of the, um, they have a great, their app is free for like 90 days, but they have really great strength work and core work and yoga. It's really, yeah. it's really great. <laughs> yeah. I tried the app a few months ago before the pandemic. And so I did the 30 day free trial. And um, so I haven't looked into doing more and I do a lot of other um other workouts, like, you know, what they have on the app too, like the meditation and the yoga yeah. and this and the stretching. And so I really enjoyed the app. I haven't gotten around to actually getting the bike yet. I know probably 90% of my friends have it and I'm so jealous. And one day I might, I might make the plunge do and, and do it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know you would love it. I, I wasn't sure. I really wasn't sure because I thought like, I love running so much. I just don't know mm-hmm. if I really want to sit on this bike in my house, but um, it's a it's a balance for me. I know right. that there are a lot of people who love that bike and would never would want to hit the pavement ever again. That that's not me, but it definitely yeah. complements the running, and I think it's it's making the running better. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think honestly, I think um, you know, I've tried a, a whole variety of different types of workouts and fitness things, and I think it is a balance. I think that it's good to have a variety. Um, it keeps your muscles guessing. (laughs) And so I think, you know, um, it is good to just have a balance of a little bit of everything, a little bit of strength, a little bit of cardio, um, you know, all of that will be, is, is really good for your body. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. So, um, I know your word was possibility and I definitely think that you have shown what all is possible. Um, can you tell us what you think is what, what else is possible for you in the, in the future? Oh, sure. <laughs> um, let me let me brainstorm a little bit. <laughs> I, um, I have, I'm, I'm thinking about where I want to take um, the business, which is Mindful Marathon. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm working on a course, a little mini course for beginner runners, mm-hmm. um, just because a lot of people have, have trouble <laughs> getting started. And sure. I found myself um, a lot of the athletes I work with have a lot of the same questions and difficulties. So I'm working on that. And uh, before the pandemic, you know, I had, I had a sort of a summer plan that I was going to do another triathlon and maybe another marathon next year. But with the pandemic, I kind of put my race plans on hold for now. So (laughs) I'm training, but for what, I'm not sure. (laughs) Yeah. Are you, have you done, have you done like races where you go travel? I know a lot of people do uh, races in different cities and countries and um, have you done that? Yeah, we, um, last year we ran the Monterey Bay half marathon in November and that was beautiful. Mm -hmm. I would put that on your, on your list. It Mm -hmm. was so nice. And we, that's the thing we were looking at, you know, other destination races to do, Mm -hmm. but for now, all of that is on hold. I mean, um, for sure, we'll we'll do it again, but I'm not sure when. So, so yeah, I guess uh, I don't know. My my race schedule has nothing on it, but I'm still I'm still training. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My friends and I got into Seaweeds, the Lululemon half marathon. Yeah, yeah. 
and uh, you know it's really hard to get into. And um, so we won the we got into the lottery for this year. And um, I mean I'm, I don't know they haven't sent out official word whether it's going to be canceled, but I can't imagine that it's still going to be on. It's in August, um, oh, so yeah. we were super excited about that. That was going to be our our big destination um, race that we're mm -hmm. doing together. But um, well, well, maybe it'll world. be it'll be like a virtual one, and you guys can still can yeah. still do it. It's not the same, but I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we are about to run out of time. So I just wanted to make sure that we had enough time to let you tell us how we can contact you. Um, if anybody's interested in trying out, um, you know, your running plans or to try, you know, uh, what you have to offer, um, how can they reach you? Um, oh, you can find me at my website, which is mindful-marathon.com. Mm -hmm. And um, on Facebook, it's just Mindful Marathon is the business page. Mm -hmm. And I'm on Instagram, although I don't post very much there. And that's mindful.marathon over there. Awesome. <laughs> but if anybody, you know, I offer just like a free little consult session if you want to talk about, you know, your goals or an upcoming race or a training plan or how to get started. And you can find that on the website. Awesome. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for sharing some time with me today to discuss um, how you came about to be a coach and um, your word, which was possibility. Um, and I appreciate you sharing your thoughts with us today. Oh, thank you again for having me. It was thank fun. You so thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wish Well podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Please subscribe and follow along every week for new episodes. You can find us on Instagram at wishwell.health and at our website, wishwell.health.blog. Until next time, I wish you health and I wish you wellness.